All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just a couple of things off the pregame because I'll forget if I don't get to it now. I'm just wondering why it is that, you know, they have Donald Trump has to always constantly say that he's not for white supremacist uh, terrorists or not for white supremacy, which he said. It's, it's documented 30, 40, 50, 60 times where he's just point blank said, I am against white supremacy. I'm against white supremacy. I stand. And then, of course, Joe Biden runs on the false uh, statement that uh, Donald Trump said there's good people on both sides, which, of course, if you listen to that entire statement, he completely disavows all white supremacist terrorism, you know, and all the skinheads or whatever white supremacists. But Nazis, neo-Nazis, I think is what he used. But Rashida Tlaib now, and that was a great job by the Fox News reporter. It was a, it was a Fox News reporter. I'm assuming it was a Fox News reporter. Following around Rashid Tlaib, why doesn't she have to turn to the cameras and say, you know, it, it, turn to the camera and say, you know what, yes, I'm against uh, 40 babies. And by the way, that's all been confirmed. It goes, vacillates back and forth. Benjamin Netanyahu is now given these photos to Antony Blinken that 40 babies were, in fact, decapitated, numerous other children killed. That's all. And then, of course, they said that the, the videos that Donald Trump Jr. put out were false, too. This room full of bloodied, I mean, not bloodied, massacred Israeli yeah. children. Dead. I mean, I'm talking about 30, 20 to 30 in a room packed together on top of each other, uh, cut to pieces by bullets. And all the liberals, the Krasnstein's of the world, the Medina Sons of the world, the MSNBCs, all the rest of the liberal pundits out there, they all come out and say these are all fake videos until, of course, they're proven to be true, until they're validated. And then they say absolutely nothing. You can actually go back. And I did this yesterday. I know it doesn't do anything. But it makes me feel better. So, hey, you know, why not do it if it makes you feel better? As I went back to one of them and I said, um, because I believe it was like Brian Krasenstein or Ed Krasenstein, the two act blue bro bro uh, brothers that are paid on Twitter for their political punditry, the Goebbels media that they put out, which are all constant bullface lies. But they put out the Donald Trump Jr. video was fake. It was all fake. It was all, you know, there's nothing to his fake until it was proven to be absolutely not fake. Yeah, it was totally it was totally validated. It was totally true. And then they don't retract it. So I just went back to this video and went, whoops, they don't even pull it. back. They don't even have enough dignity, enough self-respect to go back onto their own platforms, back onto their own pages and pull off their Goebbels media lies. They don't even they don't even have the integrity to do that because they'll never be held accountable for it. Rashid Tlaib, why doesn't she why isn't she asked? By, and again, there's a lot of allegedly liberal pundits. Why isn't she brought out in front of Jonathan Greenblatt with the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL? Why isn't she forced to say that she, that she is against the slaughter of Israeli children, that she's against the decapitation of 40 Israeli infants? Why, why didn't she force it? Because if you and I said, if you and I don't come out and blanketly say, over and over and over again, what we are for and what we are against, then they'll write, they'll write their own story about what we think we're for or against until you come out and say it. Even, even if you do, it's a lot of times it's very much similar to um, how many times did you beat your wife? That's what they really are doing to people like you and I. How many times did you beat your wife? Zero. If, if, if you say anything, then the, then the article is Tom Lipley says that he has never beaten his wife. You know, it comes out, it just comes out of whole cloth, comes out of nowhere. So why doesn't Rashida Tlaib, why isn't she surrounded 
by a gaggle of reporters. And like I said a minute ago, there's many allegedly liberal uh, reporters, liberal journalists, quote-unquote journalists, that are all against this uh, Hamas attack, allegedly. They're not really against it. You and I are against it. They're not against it. They actually are for it. They're, not, they're actually anti-Israel. Even, even Jews inside of America are anti-Israel. A lot of, I mean, that's how they vote. It really is how they vote. But why, why isn't she forced to stare into a bunch of cameras and say, you know what, I am against the decapitation of innocent Israeli children? You know, why, why? I mean, here's the thing, too. If you're, being, if you're being chased by a reporter who's saying to you, are you against decapitation of Israeli children? And again, I'm not trying to say one's worse than the other. I mean, maybe it is. But these weren't even children. These were infants. These are little tiny babies that were decapitated in their cribs. Why, why wouldn't you simply say, well, of course, of course I'm against it. It reminds me of Christopher Wray testifying, testifying before Congress about 1-6, and he's asked, did you have any FBI informants, any FBI um, uh, assets, any FBI agents inside of the Capitol prior to the, the Capitol quote-unquote breach? Did you have any FBI assets inside the Capitol wearing Trump clothes? Did you have anybody? anybody? And he says he refused the answer because it's under current under a current investigation. Um, that happened on 1-6-2021. I mean, this is two, three years, two years later. And you still can't answer that question? And it, you, you know why you want to answer the question? Because he did. And why won't Rashida Tlaib answer that question? Because she's in favor of the decapitation of Israeli children. Otherwise, you simply turn and say, of course I'm against it. Of course I'm against it. And the one other thing, this is more on a silly, silly note that me and my producer Aaron here were talking about during the pregame, is Joe Biden says that he brought each and every one of his kids <laughs> to Dachau when they turned 14. He brought individually brought his kids to Dachau when they turned 14. I want that documented. Yeah. I want to I know whether, I think it's um, Bo Biden, Ashley Biden, Hunter Biden. I think those are his three uh, kids. Yeah. I want it. I want it documented. I want to see these, this, these, these flights, the pictures. Let's let's see it proven that Joe Biden actually brought his kids to Dachau, each one when they turned 14. We know about all of his other lies. His uh, three degrees, finishing at the top of his class, his, his his plagiarism and everything else. I don't have time to get into that tonight. But anyway, I just you know. Just would love to see that documented and proven, considering that he just lies. I mean, he's just a pathological, psychopathic liar. And here's some things, too. Just I'm about to get into Biden here. And Biden, Iran, it's, it's, this all has to do with Iran, by the way. All, all this, the, the um, Hamas attacks on Israel. And listen, you need to understand something when I talk to you about Israel. I'm not, I, I stand with Israel, Deuteronomy 11, 12, 2 Samuel 7, 24. I stand with Israel. I love Israel doesn't mean that I think that everything inside of Israel is correct. I stand with Israel against their enemies, but Israel, internal Israel, is as big a mess as the United States. They have a combined sort of FBI-CIA inside of Israel, which is called Mossad. They are as screwed up and as corrupt as we are, just like our CIA and FBI is basically the brown shirts for the Democratic Party and the globalist left. So Mossad is no, is no better. Mossad is trying to, just like they're doing with Trump with his 91 felony indictments, 91 felony, in char felony charges under foreign indictments, right? 
They're doing the same thing to Netanyahu there. And I don't even agree with everything Netanyahu does either. I have a video, but I'm not going to play it tonight, but of, of Netanyahu. Because I'm just telling you all this so you know that I'm not just, just some sort of blind sycophant. I'm not. I just look at everything, and I go, who's more righteous in this situation? Hamas or Israel? And that's the video that I had of Netanyahu is, is him advocating for a biometric medical card for all citizens, where you everything you have is on a card. You got to buy, sell, trade, or travel with this card. Well, no, you know, no, thank you. And so he, he is a major cat, a vaccine pimp, uh, major COVID caver that he is. He is. He gave to everything. Wore a mask. Five times vaccinated. I'm sure. I don't know how many times he's vaccinated. I'm sure he's many times vaccinated. So I'm just not. A, I'm not a sycophant for anybody. But you have to choose sides. And here's the thing. Ask yourselves, when was, the, when was the last time you ever heard of an Israeli soldier raping a Palestinian? Just ask yourself that. When was the last time you heard of an Israeli soldier decapitating infants inside of the Gaza Strip? Never. So you, in this specific category, this specific area, you go, you know what? I, and I, I side with Israel. Israel on, its in, on the, the internal workings of Israel are very corrupt. Very corrupt. They're just as corrupt. They're trying to falsely prosecute Netanyahu, just like they're trying to falsely prosecute Donald Trump right now. And that's the Mossad doing that. And how did the Mossad actually not, how do you, if you have some of the greatest uh, security, you know, bio, bio, I'm not bioterrorism, well, bioterrorism, that's, that's true too, but terrorism security, national security on the planet, you have a great security state, which Israel does. You ever try to get on an, uh, an, uh, an Israeli fight, LL or something, I can't remember the name of it, but try to get on one of their flights. Great security. How in the world do guys on paragliders, yeah. I don't know how many flew over. There's a lot when you look up in the sky. How does that even happen? Now, what's coming out now is that the Mossad was warned three days prior that this was going to happen from Egypt. Yep. They were warned three days before that this was going to happen. The CIA knew too. How do you know that, Tom? Come on. The CIA knew. So whose side is Mossad on? Now, that doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's akin to this. It's very much akin to this. You have Biden, Kamala Harris, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, the unit party that are, 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 are siding with Ukraine. If they sent United States troops in there, of course, I'd have to root for the United States troops, even though I don't agree with the action. Well, here, I agree, flip side, I agree with the action of Israel coming against and basically just leveling out the Gaza Strip. I do. I agree with it, by the way. They, they elected Hamas, 44%. They elected Hamas. You know, Israel warned them a day or two in advance, get everybody out of there. We're telling you we're going to level the place. They didn't. People have gotten killed. There is collateral, collateral damage. That does happen on the Israel side. They do. But here's the problem is, is what Hamas does is Hamas puts their soldiers in hospitals, yep. puts their soldiers in mosques, put their, puts their soldiers in schools, so kids end up being killed. That's Hamas that's killing their own kids. And then after the kids get killed, they bring them out and put them in front of the cameras after really, for all intents and purposes, Hamas has purposely killed their own kids and say, look what Israel has done. So who's more right? Obviously, Israel is more right, even though Israel is a mess. But we're a mess. Israel's no more of a mess and no more corrupt than we are. But Mossad knew about this three days before. Why wasn't something done?
Why wasn't something, if you can go into Gaza right now and level the place to the ground, which they should be doing, then why couldn't you simply stop paragliders? Paragliders? I mean, think about it. I got a military man sitting here to my right. Think about what some anti-aircraft guns would do to those guys. Just start, just start, just start lobbing. What's some big, what's some big rounds? I know 50 cal will. I don't know. What are some bigger rounds? Oh, they lob up into the air, but I don't know. It's all right. You weren't, it wasn't really you that did this stuff, but <laughs> what are some, I mean, just some large rounds that can get up into the air, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, it'd be very simple. They could just fill, they could just finish them. I mean, nothing. You put a couple of anti-aircraft guns in the right spots. It's over, but they did it. So it's tough. You put a military man on the, on response. It wasn't his area. You know, anti, anti-aircraft wasn't his area. Artillery was your, was you, right? He was artillery. Yeah, so he wasn't shooting things in the air. He was shooting things on the ground. But anyway, so word has come out. Israel, this is fact. Egypt actually warned Israel three days in advance, just so everybody knows. That's, that's an absolute fact. So anyway, here we go. Now, how did this actually ever happen? It's starting to come out. More and more comes out. And you just don't, listen, everybody, I, I watched an interview today just from one of my, you know, just a sports interview, and it doesn't really matter who it was. But everybody is so afraid to say things. Everybody is so afraid. <laughs> it was two sports people talking about after the Cowboys annihilated the 49ers, um, two of the players exchanged uh, jerseys. And you're like, after I got beat 42 to 10, I wouldn't be out there exchanging jerseys with the person who just whooped my rear end 42 to 10. But the person <laughs> wouldn't actually say it. You know, they're like, well, I wouldn't do it in front of the camera. You know, why don't you just say things? Why don't you just say it? Everybody is so afraid of the consequences, uh, you know, in response to what they say that they're afraid to say things. And listen, that's why I'm free. I'm, I'm completely free. I'm completely, I, I'm completely, I'm not afraid of the consequences of what I say. I'm not afraid of them. If I end up being wrong, I'll come on the next podcast and tell you that I was wrong. I'm not afraid at all to say what, you know, to say what needs to be said. So what am I, what, am, what are you getting to, Tom? Well, what I'm saying is, is that the Democratic Party's anti-Israel and pro-Hamas. That's what they are. That's what they are. That's exactly what they are. Understand that. Even Israelis inside of America that vote for that, you are either pro-Hamas yourself, and you're like, Tom, how that can never be. Soros was pro-Nazi. Soros worked for the Nazis. There was many Jews who turned in other Jews during, you know, in war in the, in the, in the 30s and 1930s and 40s, many. So, way this is, I'm sorry, that's the way that it is. That's the actual truth. He was a Nazi sympathizer then, really, for all intents and purposes. He's a Nazi sympathizer now because everything that is Nazi, George Soros is in favor of censorship, law enforcement, corruption, mass, mass uh, experimentation on humanity, butchering 40 to 50 million kids per year in abortion. What's What's any more Nazi than that? That's George Soros. So we just need to go ahead and say it out loud that many of the most, the Democratic Party itself is anti-Israel and pro-Hamas. That's what they are. That's just the truth. How do you know? Because their actions tell you they are. All right, this is a Chanel Rion from Own Video. Wonder why Biden refuses to acknowledge Iran's role in the brutal attacks on Israel. Play it for me, Will. Top intelligence officials in CIA and Mossad over in Israel saying that they, did, they really didn't see this coming. They did not foresee this attack, this massive attack on Israel happening. It caught them by surprise. Um, 
how much merit do you put in that statement and how much merit do you put in the fact that they're saying this has this may not have anything to do with Iran to begin with? Um, well, I don't usually talk about intelligence issues, but one thing that is public now is that the uh, CIA dissolved what's called the Iran Mission Center uh, a year or two ago. That was the entity at the CIA responsible for all things Iran, and they had elevated it to a high level because of its threat, um, and they disintegrated it. Um, that's in incredibly problematic. Um, the fact that they didn't see this coming um, is inexcusable, and it's inexcusable on, on our side. It's frankly inexcusable on, on the side of the Mossad, and there will be an accounting for that in both governments, I think. Um, it comes down to a lack of seriousness about about Iran and their intentions. Um, one thing we've seen, the Wall Street Journal reported yesterday uh, from Iranian and, and Hamas and Hezbollah officials saying that this was, in fact, coordinated, directed, planned, and approved by Iran uh, in advance, starting in August. Now, what's interesting to me is that you've had Biden administration officials, even after that report saying, going on TV and saying, we really don't know if Iran was behind this. To me, that suggests an effort to downplay their involvement because they've been so bad on Iran policy, this administration. Well, Gabriel Narona, you've been on this story from the... So there you go now, just a couple of things on this. Remember, we're going to get deeper into this, but Biden himself, the Biden administration defunded, dissolved, didn't defund, dissolved the Iran Mission Center, which was the, a, a specific task force, I believe inside the CIA, focused on Iranian terrorism. That was dissolved. Why, now, if you are pro-Israel, why would you, now again, I'm saying it for the record, the Democratic Party, does that mean that every last Democrat is pro-Hamas? No, I'm saying the Democratic Party, just like the RNC is very different. Rona McDaniel is very different than you and me. Very different. The RNC itself is not conservative. They're uniparty. That's the RNC. You and I as, as uh, you know, maybe street level Republicans, I don't want to say everyday Republicans, whatever, because we're not, that makes us sound like we're less than them. We're actually more than them. But, but as, as, as on-the-ground Republicans, we are very different than our leadership. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, if you have, like, uh, Alan Dershowitz is very pro-Israel, and he's a Democrat. He's yeah. very pro-Israel. I mean, very outspoken, everything else. Now, Alan needs to come out and say, though, that my party is pro-Hamas, because they are. If you're not pro-Hamas, because I'm saying it clearly, the DNC, the Democratic Party, and the globalist left, which are one and the same, are pro-Hamas and anti-Israel anti-Jerusalem. That, that's who they are. Really, they, want, they are fine with the destruction of Israel. Absolutely fine with it. That's why every, every single time there's any sort of incursion inside of Israel, which is always missiles up to this point until you had the paraglider somehow get through some of the strongest defenses, air defenses on the planet. Somehow paragliders get through. A jet could never get through, but suddenly paragliders get through. Amazing. But Biden dissolved the Iran Mission Center dissolved it, which was a watchdog of Iranian terrorism. Dissolved it. Why would you dissolve it if you are pro-Israel and anti-Hamas? You would dissolve it because Iran and Hamas are one and the same. Hamas does not exist without the funding of Iran. Doesn't exist. And now the intelligence has now come out that this was, quote, coordinated, approved, and directed by Iran. 
And Joe Biden gave them $6 billion. Oh, no, that's only for humanitarian purposes. I won't delve into this too, mar- too much tonight because I did so much of it on Tuesday. That, you know, that's only for humanitarian efforts. First of all, how are you ever going to trace what Iran is doing with that $6 billion? If they tell you that it's for milk for kids, how are you going to trace that? You're not even allowed inside their country, Jake Sullivan. Not even allowed inside their country, Anthony Blinken. You're not allowed inside their country. How in the world are you going to trace it? But let's just say that it is being used for strictly to feed the children inside of Iran. Feed the children inside of Iran. So if they usually have $6 billion set aside in their normal budgets, budgets inside of Iran, they have the $6 billion to feed the kids. Now they can take that $6 billion that they really originally had directed at feeding kids and then give it to terrorism and then take your $6 billion that the Biden administration gave them and now feed the kids with that. It's called fungible assets. It's exactly what's going on. Think about the audacity that you have to have. To have. Think, of, think, of, think about what it, would, what it takes to be such a devoid of human dignity, devoid of self-respect, human being to actually go up to any podium on the planet and say, you know what, don't worry, yes, we're giving them. Why would you give them $6 billion for any reasons? I mean, why? Where, I mean, do we have videos of kids starving to death inside of Iran? No. You don't even know what's going on inside of Iran. So why would you give them $6 billion? Don't give me any justification for giving Iran $6 billion because you are pro Hamas. And anti-Israel. That's why you're giving them $6 billion. It really is as simple as that. You, you dissolve the very entity that's a watchdog for Iranian terrorism, dissolve it, and then you give that country $6 billion, and then you set them back on the path of developing their own, their own nuclear weapons. Here's another one, Simon Atiba video. Just in, White House's John Kirby advises Americans who want to leave Israel to take a commercial flight. Now, I want you to get this now. I'll set this video up for you. Then you can just see the absolute spinelessness, the worminess, the disgustingness of John Kirby. I don't care that he was a former uh, general in the military, whatever he was. I don't, I don't care. That doesn't, that doesn't give you credibility. That doesn't give you honor. It, gives you abs- it doesn't give you validity. It gives you absolutely nothing unless you out- operate in those things afterwards. But John Kirby's, now we have, again, here we have Americans stranded in Israel. Everybody aware of that? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And by the way, to this day, what is today, Aaron? October 11th? 12th. 12th. Yep. October 12th, 2023. Two years later, after the uh, Afghan debacle, killing 13 of our American citizens at the, uh, American soldiers at the Abbey Gate, um, deserting Bagram Air Force Base, giving $86 billion worth of advanced military equipment, advanced American military equipment to the Taliban, turning them into the 26th largest army on the planet overnight. Two years after that, two years and two months after that, there's still hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Americans stranded in Afghanistan. What's the Biden administration doing? Because they hate Americans. They don't care. They hate Americans. They hate the military. They hate Americans. Why they're turning the military into a transgender, transgender drag show joke. They don't care. But here's John Kirby. John Kirby advises Americans who want to leave Israel to take a commercial flight. Go take a commercial flight out of Israel right now. Even though, even as all U.S. airlines have suspended flights. That's the, that's, that's the Biden administration. Hey, you know what? If you want to get out of Israel... 
Take a commercial flight. Uh, one little problem, Johnny. There are no commercial flights, you stupid idiot. Play it for me. Peter. Uh, Congressman Lawler just said on TV that uh, they're, they're expecting an announcement within 24 hours about an airlift to the U.S. citizens. Have you, can you tell us anything about that? I don't have any details for you on that. I would just tell you, uh, Peter, that uh, we're in State Department is in active touch with uh, American citizens in Israel, many of them, as you well know, are dual nationals, um, uh, to try to make sure that uh, that w w that a we've got the connection and 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 b that we know if they have any concerns, uh, like in in the case that they want to they want to leave. So we're uh, we're in active conversations with uh, with Americans uh, on the ground there, and uh, we want to make sure right now there are still commercial carriers, not all, some flying in and out of Ben-Gurion every day. There are still now viable ground routes if you wanted to leave safely out of Israel. That, that is also an option to you. But neither of those options may necessarily be feasible um, or affordable to certain uh, Americans. And so we are exploring actively um, a, a range of other options uh, to assist if Americans want to leave. I'm just not at liberty now to go into more detail about that. So John Kirby tells you, you know what, if you want to leave Israel right now, take a commercial flight, even though there are no commercial flights. Aaron, give us your expose on the... Oh, also, uh, there's ground routes. Yeah, yeah, ground routes. So they're going to walk through what, Jordan? They're going to walk... <laughs> like, where are they going to walk? Through Gaza to Egypt? I mean, like, oh my gosh. Where, yeah, where are you going? How are you going to get out of there? We're going to walk to where to get out? Freaking idiot. Hey, Aaron got me this information too. Iran Mission Center, that's what the Biden administration dissolved. The Iran Mission Center, again, was, was the CIA... Trump administration created it in 2017. The Biden administration shut it down very conveniently one year prior to this assault on Israel. Very weird, isn't it? Yeah. When, when Israel, quote, when Iran, quote, coordinated, approved, and direct this Hamas assault. And right before that, you have the Biden administration dissolving the CIA's Iran Mission Center, which is a watchdog on, on Iranian terrorism set up by the Trump administration. Amazing. This is all seems to happen, but don't worry. The Democratic Party loves Israel, according to left-wing pundits and Goebbels media and Pravda media, Mockingbird media. So, of course, Americans can't get out. John Kirby, the, the, the administration, this is the, this, I mean, again, you only have two choices when it comes to the Biden administration. On all subjects, on all subjects, they are either galactically inept or purposely agenda-driven globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist, totalitarians. They're either, they're one of the two. They are either absolutely horrific, unprepared, out of their element, or they are purposely doing evil things. They're either, like you just take the border as an example. They're, they are either completely out of their depth, have no idea what they're talking about, and are just completely and totally unqualified, or they're purposely flooding the border with fentanyl, rapist, illegal aliens, military age men. Which one is it? So it's either agenda-driven or absolutely, and I mean, and when I say agenda-driven, I mean evil agenda. So they either have a completely, it's either on purpose or they're galactically uh, incompetent. Galactic incompetence or it's all on purpose. Those are, your only, those are your only choices at all. So you have Americans stuck, stuck by the hundreds, Inside of Israel, John Kirby tells him to take a commercial. You get two choices under John Kirby. So smart. These guys, they, they have this veneer. He's got his perfect hair, his perfect suit. He's got his former title of general. And it somehow gives him some sort of 
some sort of tacit credibility. He comes out, and it, people just, you know, and even, even Republicans, oh, he's a good man. He's not a good man. He's a liar. He's a propagandist. He's a Goebbels media outlet. That's all that he is. He has no integrity whatsoever. Bull-faced, pathological liar. And even if you aren't a liar yourself, you are, you are espousing the lies of others, which to me is worse. Yeah. If you're, someone's going to come up and tell you lies and say, hey, bud, listen, hey, Johnny, these are lies. Go up there and whore them anyway for me, would you? Bend over, spread them wide, and whore it for me, Johnny. Don't worry, you can get out of Israel by taking commercial flight, or you can walk out. That's the Biden administration. Again, they either want Americans to be dead, want Americans to be stranded, or they're galactically incompetent. Those are your only choices. Those are your only choices at all. Just like your only choice when it comes to the Biden administration is either, either they're the only choice for the Biden administration is, uh, is that they are anti-Israel or they are pro-Hamas. That's all you get. There is no other, there, there is no other evidence that supports any other choice, but they are anti-Israel and pro, or pro-Hamas. So here's what's happening. Rep, Representative Corey Mills, I believe he's from Florida, actually. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, Corey Mills. I think he's from South, maybe from Tampa area. I don't remember. But anyway, Corey Mills, so he goes, all right, be Corey, retired military, maybe retired special forces. I'm not sure. But since the Biden administration will not rescue Americans, he's going to go over and do it. Play for me. And Corey Mills, he is working to get Americans out of Israel every minute, that is. Um, and we understand that you helped rescue 32 Americans from Israel today. Can you tell us about those efforts? Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's unfortunate that I won't be able to share too many of the details. We're still running operations at this time. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of Americans that are trying to get out, uh, many who's uh, flights have been canceled or they've actually been stuck into uh, an area that is no longer creating a permissible environment. Uh, so myself, I went in and uh, was, was very thankful to be able to get, uh, for the second time, by the way, I'll just add, helping the Biden administration who has failed to do their job. The first time I did it was in 2021 when I conducted the very first successful overland rescue of Americans. But here it is the second time doing the Biden administration's work because they have no plan, they have no strategy. Uh, to get these Americans out who are trapped in these church groups that have been left behind. You know, I just want to point out one thing. You know, the Biden administration continues to want to do these lids, but I think it's about time that the American people put a lid on the disastrous administration that continues to fail in their plan and strategy to be able to, you know, get Americans out or to uh, take into account the foreign policy phobe uh, that they actually create that actually leads to the. So let me just get this straight. So I guess the Biden administration policy is is to strand Americans in Afghanistan, strand Americans inside of Israel. I guess that's the Biden administration policy and then depend on retired special force uh, oper uh, operators or uh, uh, Corey Mills, who's a congressman right now. He's an active congressman right now. He couldn't vote in the latest speaker vote because he was over in Israel rescuing Americans. So the Biden administration won't rescue Americans. So I guess their SOP is to whenever you're on some sort of foreign battlefield where Americans are stranded, you know, the foreign battlefield they caused in Afghanistan and they let happen in or caused in Israel because they're pro-Iran and anti-Israel. Those are your two choices. Biden administration is either pro-Iran or anti-Israel. Those are your two choices. So I guess their SOP is, you know what? We're not going to do a daggum freaking thing. We're going to allow retired even active retired military, active 
congressman, because Corey Mills has now had to do this twice. 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 Two times he said he in 2021 at the Afghan debacle, he had to fly over there and rescue stranded Americans. And they, does the Biden administration learn, learn to, over two years later? You have an active war zone going on that you need to rescue American citizens that are stranded. They're not over there. I mean, if you're going to, like the Biden administration, if you're going to go over there and you're going to pull all the military out first, I mean, again, you're either galactically inept, I mean, purposely incompetent, or you are purposely killing people. That's it. Those are your only two choices. Those are your only two choices. So I guess that the Biden administration's standard operating procedure is to cause um, wartime events, whether it's Israel or Afghanistan, and then leave all the Americans there, and then retired American soldiers have to go over there at their own cost to raise the money and get all the Americans out of there. I guess that's how the Biden administration, I mean, think about how galactically inept you have to be. And again, it's either galactically inept or absolutely on purpose. Um, purposely stranding Americans. Purposely doing it. Because you hate Americans. They do. It's just like they hate the unborn. They hate babies. They do. They hate them. They hate Israel and love Hamas. That's who they are. That's why Rashida Tlaib can't answer the question. Hey, Rashida, are you against the lopping off of heads of infant Israeli children? Well, wouldn't you just simply turn around and go, of course I'm against it. Right. No, she doesn't. She just avoids the question. And by the way, we're up to 22 American dead now in Israel. And what's the Biden administration doing? Oh, they, they bring out Johnny Kirby with his perfect hair and his perfect suit, who has this moniker of credibility, a facade of credibility, a facade of authority, and says, oh, no problem. I know we got 22 dead Americans there. 22 people dead. Just like they didn't give a crap about the 13 American soldiers butchered at the Abbey Gate when they knew 12 hours in advance that that assassin was coming, that Unabomber was coming. They knew it. I don't want to go. Mark Milley knew it. Lloyd Austin knew it. Joe Biden knew it. 12 hours in advance. CENTCOM Commander McKenzie knew it. 12 hours in advance. Didn't do a daggum thing. Had a sniper with the Unabomber in his sights, and he was not approved to take the shot. Because you know what? If I take the shot, it's the wrong person. There's just too many repercussions. Uh, you know what? Take the shot. Yep. Take the freaking shot. Save the Americans. Yes, they get priority. So you got all these stranded Americans over there. Congressman Corey Mills, former from, Aaron told me, the 87th Airborne. Served in Iraq, did you say, Aaron? Yeah. Iraq or Afghanistan? Iraq, yep. Iraq. 82nd. 82nd? Yeah. 82nd Airborne. Yep. So he's over there saving the Americans because the Biden administration will do it because that's their SOP. But don't worry. This, but what do they, so what do they do? March out John Kirby and tell them to take commercial flights or walk out. That's the Biden administration. Either purposely allowing Americans to die or being so galactically inept they don't know what to do. All right, so here's another one. Uh, kind of sort of switching subjects. Let's merge now. Hamas, terrorism, and the southern border. The next senator out of the state of Arizona. Here's a Carrie Lake video. Play for me, Will. The terror watch list numbers have been shooting through the roof. Take a look at this graphic. In fiscal year 2023 so far, uh, Border Patrol has arrested at least 151 people on the FBI's terror watch list. That is the highest number ever recorded. It's also higher than the last six years 
combined. And that is a huge concern when you talk about the known gotaways. If we can pull this graphic up here, CBP sources telling us since President Biden first came into office, there have been well over 1.5 million known gotaways who have slipped into our country without capture. Those are people they see on cameras or sensors, but Border Patrol just doesn't have the manpower to go out there and apprehend them. And just to put that number in perspective for you, that's a population size bigger than the city of Dallas, Texas, sneaking into our country without capture yep there's tons and tons of military age men so here's the numbers oh Aaron, you got that for me quick just letting you know here there's a snips off the fox news report here special entry interest alien apprehensions i love how they label this <laughs> you, always awesome. have, you have to love the it's not it's again it's not a swamp washington dc is not a swamp stop denigrating swamps by calling it a swamp yeah it's a cesspool, a feces-filled, feces-floating, worm-ridden, needles floating to the surface cesspool. That's Washington, D.C. Controlled by the CCP, controlled by the globalist left, controlled by the PLA. So here you go, WEF. Special interest alien apprehensions. Why are they, why are they even apprehended? I mean, as far as why do we even have them here? Get rid of them now. Afghanistan, again, this is from, look at the bottom, Customs and Border Protection. Look at the bottom there. 10-1-2021. Now, who was the president then? Oh, yeah, okay, we got it. And then 10-4 to 2023. Okay, who's coming through the southern border? Um, well, we got Mexicans and Guatemala. And who's coming through the southern border? Are they, are they coming through too? Yeah, they're coming through too. But also... Afghanistan, uh, Afghanistan people. I don't know, Afghanistanians or I don't Afghanis. Know Afghanis. Yeah. 6,000. Now, these aren't the ones that we actually brought in ourselves. Right. <laughs> these aren't the thousands that the Bidens, that the Biden administration flew unvetted back to the United States after they blew up Americans. <laughs> right. At the Abigail. No, not those. Not counting those. These are the ones walking through the southern border. Again, and, and I know that for those of you that watch this podcast, this is redundant. I know it. And I apologize for the redundancy of it. But just always remember, when it comes to CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many. So you can, you can times all of those by two, every last one of them. And you need to remember, why, why is it one to five times that many? Because they have the gotaways. Now, everyone talks about the gotaways as if that covers all statistical data. Just say, like, two million people crossed the border illegally. And there was 1 million gotaways. So the total that it could have crossed the border was 3 million. No. 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 That reminds me of the facade COVID testing data. I got in a debate with my neighbor over this. Where he was talking when COVID first came out. He was saying, oh, it does a 3% death rate. I said, um, numb nuts. It doesn't have a 3% <laughs> death rate. Those are the people that are hospitalized that are dying. Yeah. Well, it's 3% of the, 3% of the people hospitalized. How many people actually got hospitalized with COVID? Uh, like 1%. That's why it was a 0.1% death rate, not a 3% death rate. 3% of those who were actually hospitalized died. 3% uh, with an average age of 79 and with multiple comorbidities. And 80, 80, 82% were obese. Just throwing that out there for you. Whoops. Yeah, whoopsie-daisy, <laughs> but it allegedly has a 3% mortality rate. Num um, numb nuts. No, 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 no. That's for those who are actually in the hospital. Not a 3% mortality rate because those are the ones in the hospital. So say there's 60 in the hospital here in Sarasota County a pop, a, with a countywide population. About 350,000 people live here. 
If 60 people are in the hospital, there's about, let's say, uh, 35,000 people who have COVID. So what's the death rate? Numb nuts? It's amazing how stupid people are. It really is. Amazing how dumb people are. But don't you know, he made sure he's vaccinated, wore his mask, social distance, and he was a Republican. So, 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 I mean, it's amazing. Amazing that people take their marching orders from their political opponents. Amazing. Amazing they'll take their marching orders from a political opponent. What's more amazing is that they'll inject their political opponent's vaccine into their bloodstream. That's really amazing to me. So, again, with the CBP statistics, they are as accurate as my Republican friend is accurate. Because, and the, to, the, to the CBP's credit, they're the ones who say, though, that they're not accurate. They're one to five times what you see. And, again, going back to my original point, is if you have, let's say, two million people cross the southern border and there's and another million gotaways, everybody thinks that's the total number. No, no, no. That's, that's the ones they know about. So they've got the ones they apprehended, two million, and then the known gotaways. Those are the ones they see on video. Those are the ones they see run away from their patrol vehicles. Not all the other people that actually cross the border. Most people who cross the border are never seen. So how many Afghanis do we really have? What they know is 6,386, Egypt 3,153, Iran, let me just imagine, That's basically 700 Iranians have crossed the border. That's a lot. Yeah, and how many, I mean, I'm, let's have a little guess here. How many of these do you think were women? <laughs> two. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, two per category, if that. Yeah. Basically none. Uh, Iraq, 123. Why do, we, why do we have Iraqis crossing the southern border? Jordan, 185, Lebanon, 164. I don't even know what Mauritania is, to be honest with you. I've never even heard of that. Mauritania. They, they really love America. See if you can find out what that is. Left of Egypt. Left of Egypt. I never. I, honestly, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. That's the country? It's in the eye of Sahara. It's, it's to the left of uh That's Sahara. Will talking. Just so everybody knows. Africa. Okay, thank you. I had no idea. Never heard of it. Um, I mean, I told you. I'm not afraid of the political repercussions of saying what's true. Not afraid of. I'm not afraid of. The, I'm not afraid of the social repercussions. Uh, Tom doesn't even know where Mauritania is. You didn't either. <laughs> No idea. But they love America. The Mauritanians love America. Because basically 16,000 of them crossed the southern border under the Biden administration. Pakistanians, uh, 163. Syrians, 258. Turkish, 30,000. Turkish, number one. Turkey, which, by the way, is a basically a terrorist nation. Yeah. I mean, they constantly have, every, every, basically every decade, they have a military coup inside the country. Look it up. It's absolutely true. Uh, Uzbekistanians, 13,000. Rate coming in at number three. And Yemen, 139. All basically, all of which are terrorist countries. Every last one of them pouring in through the southern border. What's the next one for me here? The next slide. Did you get the second one for yeah, me? Yeah, I got it here. All right, this is the one we showed on Tuesday. Just so everybody knows that now in comparison to the Trump administration, terror watch list apprehensions. These are people that are crossing the southern border on the terrorist watch list. They're not on this, this uh, the, what, was the, what was the previous slide? The special whatever, interest apprehensions, whatever it's called? Yes. Uh, what was it? Can you read special it? Special interest alien apprehensions. Special interest alien apprehensions. These are, yeah. these are not the special interest alien apprehensions. These are actually people on the terrorist watch list. And now under the Biden administration, we have 50 times the amount of them crossing the southern border illegally than under the Trump administration. 50, 50. 50 times the amount. It's crazy. Or you could look at it as um, 150 times the amount because it started in 19 at the Trump administration with zero. Or 75 times the amount if you go with 17, and it was two. Imagine in 2017 on the Trump administration, 
We had two people cross the southern border on the terrorist watch list. Two, 19, zero, 23. At the height of the Biden, of the Trump administration, six people crossed the southern border on the terrorist watch list. Now under the Biden administration, let's just go over the last two years, shall we? 151, that's so far this year. Yeah. We're not even done with the year yet because October this fiscal year. There was a way not even October is the name. So we'll get into 160, 170. 98 last year. That's the, that's the Biden administration that are crossing the southern border. And you think that the Biden administration isn't pro Hamas? They're allowing Hamas to cross the southern border into your country. And I've shown the endless Ben Burkwam videos over and over and over again. Everybody, everybody, statistically speaking, at the southern border that are crossing illegally are military, military age men. Absolute fact. Yep. Let me show you some more on the Biden administration. Miranda Devine tweet. Uh, this is Anthony Blinken's childhood friend. Told you they all know each other. It's all a giant circle bleep. It's all a giant symbiote. They're all globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitists. These are not Americans. Tom, how could you say that? How can? Because it's just like I, I call people who call themselves Christians that are not Christians. I say they're not Christians. Yep. You're not a Christian. If you've never turned from your sin, you're not a Christian. If you believe there's more than one way, you're not a Christian. If you are a liar, you're not a Christian. If you're a homosexual, you're not a Christian. If you're a fornicator, there you go, equal opportunity, up, equal opportunity offender, you're not a Christian. Simple as that. You can't be a Christian and live on, in an unrepentant sin. So I don't hesitate to call people who are not Christian. You're an alcoholic. You're not a Christian. Yep. Sorry. If you turn from those sins, you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you're a Christian. If you get saved without repentance, you're not a Christian. Simple as that. I don't care what Andy Stanley says, who hosts a conference with Mary, men married to men talking to Christians. Ain't a soul there, Christian. Ain't a soul there. They've just put this, the label on, on, on their version of religion. They put the Christian label on their version of hedonistic religion. Just like the Democratic Party has put the word democracy onto totalitarianism. We're here to defend democracy using totalitarianism. We're here to defend democracy via mass censorship. Yeah, that's democracy. You're going to defend free speech by limiting free speech? That makes sense, doesn't it? That's going on all over the world right now, by the way. They're reaching out to Elon Musk. I know I should be talking about this right now, but again, it comes into my head. Just leave this up. The EU, England, and Canada are reaching out to Elon Musk now about, you know what, you're not going to be able to conduct business in our countries unless you allow us to censor speech on X. That's a fact. Absolute fact. And these people say, and you, you, I've, I've got the tweets. There's the, I'm trying to think of who it was. Uh, if I can get it for you, I'll get it for you later. But anyway, one, one of the main... Uh, proponents of this censorship put out, I, I wish I could, it's in my head, but I can't remember the name, but put out, you know what? We're doing this to defend democracy. So you're destroying democracy, defro- destroying free speech, doing Goebbels-style, Hitler-style censorship to defend democracy? It's just like all the non-repentant Christians calling their relationship with God, which is hedonistic, pharisaic, um, religion, Christianity, it's not Christianity. Anybody can be, listen, if you want to be a Christian, it all comes down to 1 Peter 1.23. 1 
having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You don't get, you don't, you have to be born again via the word of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the only way. You have to turn from your sin. From that time, Matthew 4, 17, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You don't turn from your sin, you're not a Christian. To whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not believe, so we see that, but to those who did not obey, so we see that, those, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Hebrews 3, 18 and 19. Don't obey, you don't get in. Simple as that, because obedience is faith. Obedience is faith. It's not works, it's faith. But anyway, so I just want to always put that out there. That all the people, these people that are putting labels on, we're here to defend democracy. By destroying democracy, you're defending democracy? You, we are Christians. By being antichrist, you're going to be antichrist and call yourself Christian. All right, so here's Miranda. I just want you to know, here, here's all these people. It's all lies. They all know each other. They're not Americans. They say they're Americans. They're not. Their purpose, the purpose of these people is to actually destroy America while they're saying they're trying to save America. They are not Americans while they simultaneously call themselves Americans. They're not. They are members of a, what, they, what they would call, what they think of, the, of America as is a globalist state, not a sovereign nation. That's who these people are. This is Anthony Blinken's childhood friend. Lost a lot of viewers when I started talking about Christianity. Lost a lot of viewers. Went down about 30. Right there. Boom. People can't take it. They cannot take it. There is real Christians, and then there's fake Christians. That's just the way that it is. You don't like it, and you're like, you know what, Tom? I, I like to get drunk every weekend, but you know what? I'm still a believer in Jesus. No, you're not. Not according to the Bible, according to your own mind. But you don't get it saved by your own mind. You get saved through the Word of God. So you're either saved by, by the terms of the Bible, or you're not saved. So if I lost you as a viewer, I lost you as a viewer. That's the way it is. Told you I'm not afraid of repercussions. I'm not. You're like, Tom, you could, you could not have a church, then all your people could leave your church. That's okay. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm a loner anyway. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, Tom, you won't have a podcast anymore. That's okay. I mean, it really is. I, I don't make any money off the podcast. A correction, we made what on the last one off Rumble, Aaron? 300 We made $300 on Rumble last time. That's because people, like, donated. Yeah, right? yep. So people donated. Yeah. I love you. Those of you who uh, uh, donated on Rumble, thank you. Thank you very much. It goes right to Foundation Church. It goes right to the making of this podcast i gotta pay these slackers over here to my right <laughs> there they are there's the slackers right there they're the ones who put this whole show together all right so here it is so this is anthony blinken's childhood friend i know i've been digressing for the last seven minutes when i put this slide up this is anthony blinken's childhood friend this is uh, secretary of state's childhood friend and classmate from ecole i'm gonna call it ecoli but it's not ecoli Juanine emmanuel whatever a bilingual school in paris here is Rob Malley. So here is Anthony Blinken's childhood friend. Now, where does he stand on Palestine? You got the next video ready for me, Will? Yeah, play it. Hezbollah and Hamas, the two most prominent groups, although the Sadrists in Iraq also fall in that category. It's a mistake to only think of them in terms of their uh, terrorist violence dimension. Their social political movements, probably the most rooted movements in their respective societies. Hamas, not majority among Palestinians by any means, but very deeply rooted. It's been, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it was born in the first uh, Palestinian Intifada in the, in the 1980s. It has deep loyalty. It has, it has a charity organization, a social branch. It's not something you can defeat militarily either. And 
people need to understand that there's so much misinformation about them. I mean, I, I, I speak to them, my, and my colleagues speak to them. Now, we may disagree with them, but they have their own rationality. That's the one thing to understand. These are not, none of them are crazies. They may do things that we consider to, to belong to a different realm of rationality, but within their own system, it's often very logical. If Hamas is not allowed to govern, if we squeeze them, and you know, you may have good reason for doing that, but if you do that, we'll tell you what the reaction will be. Rockets, no doubt. And consolidation of Hamas's power in Gaza. Both things have happened. So if you're wondering why the Biden administration is pro-Hamas and anti-Israel, that's why. That's Anthony Blinken's childhood buddy. That's who that is. So that, 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 just understand that's the mentality that you're dealing with. That's why they're leaving America. They don't care about Americans. They don't think of Americans as any different than anybody else, than Swahilians, whatever. They don't care. They don't, I mean, here's the thing. Are we more important? Are we as Americans more important than God's eyes? No. But in our government's eyes, we should be more important. We're not because Antony Blinken does not think of the United States as a sovereign nation. He thinks of the United States as a global state under the World Economic Forum. That's how he thinks of the United States. He is purposely devaluing the United States. You see the devaluing coming in many ways through hyperinflation, devaluing of the dollar, devaluing of our military, all under Anthony Blinken, all under the Biden administration. And you see Anthony Blinken's childhood buddy right there talking about Hamas has their own rationale. As if that, <laughs> as if that validates, if you, if you have your own rationale, you know, Charles Manson had his own rationale. Yeah. Does that validate it? Does that make it credible? Does, does that make it sane? Doesn't it, again, it's going back to Christianity. Just because you're saved in your own eyes, does that make you saved? No. Just because you have, they have their own rationale, which by the way, he calls logical. That's Anthony Blinken's childhood buddy. That's Anthony Blinken's childhood pal. And then again, Rob Malley's his name. So you wonder why it is that they're soft on Hamas and why it is, oh, you can put up the next one for me side by side. So here's, you know, why the Biden administration, I want to make sure I got the name right, dissolved the Iran Mission Center, which was, again, the CIA's watchdog group for Iranian terrorism, solely, solely assigned to Iran. Yep. Iran. Iran Mission Center, formed by the CIA, formed by the Trump administration to watch Isra Iranian terrorism to make sure they weren't conducting terrorist operations. That's dissolved by Biden very conveniently last year. What else has Biden done? Biden restored over $700 million to jihadist-linked UN Palestinian agency. So are they pro-Israel or pro-Hamas? Where is Hamas exclusively located? Uh, that would be Palestine. And Biden restored over $700 million to jihadist-linked UN Palestinian agency, dissolved the Iran Mission Center, gave $6 billion to Iran. So what is the Biden administration? Anti-Israel and pro-Hamas. Yep. All right, switching subjects. is going on the, talking about the Biden administration. Now, remember this when I show you. Here's John Kirby again, you know, the guy with all that credibility, the veneer of credibility. <laughs> Now, remember, all, I should have actually put together a bunch of videos, but again, I'm running out of time already. I mean, we might go into overtime. You never know. But 9.37, I'm only supposed to go till 10, but you never know what might happen. <laughs> I never do end up going till 10. But no. anyway, <laughs> now remember, the, the Biden administration said, and Corrine Jean-Pierre, we are with Ukraine to the end. That's it. We're with Ukraine to the end. Whatever it takes. We'll be there until Ukraine 
beats beats uh, Russia till they to defeat Russia. Which, by the way, I have this whole expose right here. Here it is, the Ukraine expose. Am I going to get to it tonight? No. <laughs> I mean, I've got a whole. I mean, you need to follow retired uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Got to follow that guy to tell you everything's happening inside Ukraine. It's got operatives inside Ukraine. Ukraine is losing, and I'm just going to use a good a word that I like, even though it's not proper grammar, bigly. Ukraine is getting demolished. They are surrendering by the thousands to the Russians. They are losing every battle. Their fall offensive, which was, I think it was a summer offensive, whatever, has gone nowhere. Russia is absolutely destroying them. Oh, Tom's pro-Putin, not pro-anything. They are losing. That's the fact. So I wonder if the Biden administration is starting to grasp this because suddenly, this is our country, our choice video, just in, White House does 180 on Ukraine funding. Play it for me. Ukraine funding, we're, we're coming near to the end of the rope. I mean, today we announced $200 million, um, and we'll keep that aid going as long as we can, but it, it's, it's not going to be indefinite. So are we moving with a sense of alacrity? Absolutely. I couldn't give you a date certain on the calendar. There you go. And what, what happened? What happened? I thought they were with him to the end. <laughs> I guess not. Now, here, I want to show you this. And wokeness video. Now, I want to show you now, we have a lot of talk out there. You'll hear Lindsey Graham, and he uh, mainly about Ukraine. And, you know, we'll, we'll do this. And then you, got, you, and you have Lindsey Graham advocating that we go and start bombing Iran right now. That's what he wants to do. You know, he wants to just level Iran. He wants to get us into as many wars as he possibly can. And how is Lindsey Graham a multi, 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 multi millionaire when he's never made over $250,000 in a year? I don't know. But anyway, so you have these people like Lindsey Graham, like uh, Nikki Haley, like Mike Pence. They want all these wars. They want to fight China, China, uh, Russia, and I guess Iran now at the same time. Okay, well, just so everybody knows, I can't remember the name of the aircraft carrier that they pulled from basically uh, responding to Ukraine. Now they've, they've, brought, they've brought that uh, aircraft carrier out to the Israeli region. Is that the Gerald R. Ford? Gerald R. Ford, yes. Yeah, I knew yeah. Aaron would know. There you go. So whenever I say that, I'm hinting. Yeah, okay. You may, okay. You, you may pick it up. Whenever I say I don't remember, you just know that I'm asking you to remember or find out. Well, they've made, you know, because we, you know why? There ain't nothing else to send. Everyone, everyone thinks we have this impenetrable, undefeatable military. We did 30 years ago. Yeah. All of that technology, and I've elaborated on this before. All of the technology, put yourselves on, guys. That you see Will there, that's Will, Black Hat. That's one of our Marines. Fought, give him the region you fought in. Iraq. We have where? whole country you're all oh you're all yeah, children started from kuwait and went all the way up to baghdad thank you that's what i want good kuwait to baghdad fought it's a real now real war that's that's our guy right now back when will was fighting what years were they in 20 what uh, 2003 2003 all the way to, from the beginning all the way to july-ish we were there okay so 2003 20 years ago then we had a superior military to anybody on the globe that's not the case anymore tom how can you say that you're anti-us military no it's absolute fact. We have military personnel. I'm talking about generals that testify in front of Congress that we are behind China in hypersonic technology. We have, we have our, our Navy is not as 
technologically advanced as the most technologically advanced Navy on the planet and largest Navy on the planet and largest army in the planet is the, is the Chinese Navy and the Chinese army. Just so everybody knows back when, uh, you know, back in the day when you were fighting in Iraq or Afghanistan, they used to sleep in their tanks. The Iraqis would sleep in their tanks because Iraq was fighting Iran. They had no technology to do anything at night. Um, they made a big mistake because the U.S. military never sleeps. So the U.S. military just go out trolling at night and blow up all their tanks that the Iraqi soldiers were sleeping in. So not only did you get the, the tank staff that was on the inside, people manning that tank, all the other soldiers that crammed in there too to hide from, to hide from uh, military forces. They that all got killed. Th those days are over. Everybody has that tech now. Not, not obviously... Well, the, Af the, Iraqi, the Afghanistan army, which is also called the PLA, by the way, People's Liberation Army, which is the same as the PLA inside of China because China now owns Afghanistan. But they now have that technology, so everybody knows. And one day, the Biden administration, was very strange, isn't it? Very strange. Allegedly, you have the Taliban inside of Afghanistan requesting other countries to allow them to cross their borders so they can go and conquer Israel. That's an absolute fact. We played on the podcast on Tuesday. The army that Joe Biden in one day made the 26th largest army on the planet between, I believe, it's France and Germany. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's 26th largest army on the planet. Joe Biden did that in one day. And he's pro-Israel. That, that army that he made, the 26th largest army in one day, that's the Afghan army, the PLA, also, you know, the, the second PLA that is now requesting other countries to allow them to cross their borders so that they can conquer Israel. And Joe Biden's pro-Israel? Uh, no. No, he, he made an army, the 26th largest army on the planet, overnight, an army that wants to conquer Israel, and he's pro-Israel? No. So everybody wants all these wars, all these, all these rhinos, which again are simply leftists, that are put in place there to fool you into thinking that they're advocating for your conservative values where they're, when they're absolutely not, and they never do, $33 trillion in debt. I'm not going to go into my own montage with that. But everybody wants, everybody wants all of these wars. Do we have the capability of fighting these wars? Absolutely not. We don't have the capability to cross the ocean to fight the wars. Everybody aware of that? Are you aware of that, that we don't have the ability? We have nukes. That we can do. We can do that. But does everybody realize that we, we haven't, it's just like in the United States, we haven't built an oil refinery in this country for 30 or 40 years. We have, we have not, we, we have, we've made a whole lot more five-star generals. We had like seven during World War II when our, when our military forces were 12 million. Our military forces now are 1.3 million and we have 44 five-star generals because they're the butt-kissing, boot-licking, butt-munching, CRT pushing sycophants that get promoted up through the chain, like General Mark Milley. Absolutely useless idiots. Where you got, you ever see the amount of ribbons on Eisenhower? It's about like this. And on Milley, it's like this. The man has never done a freaking thing in his life. But, but he's white. He wants to understand white rage, and he's white, though. So that's good. So are we, we going to be able to fight it? So are we going to be able to fight these wars? Well, let's look. This is this end wokeness video. This is Alex Wagner. He's in charge of manpower and reserves for the United States Air Force, Assistant Secretary. What's his focus? 
Gender-inclusive socks. Play for me, Will. You know women don't really wear crew socks. I asked, well, what do they wear? And she responded, ankle socks. It had never occurred to me to order any other kind of socks than the kind that I was familiar with. Her suggestion had merit, and we ended up ordering half ankle and half crew socks. Of course, the socks were a hit. But what was telling was that demand for the ankle socks by both women and men was higher than for the crew socks, and substantially so. Our entire project was more effective because a woman on my team was comfortable sharing her perspective with a pretty opinionated male boss, and that I was open to that input. Intentionally building a diverse team and then creating an environment where everyone feels like their voices are valued and heard is not only the right thing to do, but it gets you better outcomes. Where every voice is valued and heard. How's that, how are you going to win a war that way? When every voice is valued and heard. So when, it's, when, a, when a, uh, an officer tells you, take that hill, um, I'm against it, I'm for it, I'm marginally for it. Every voice is valued and heard. You're going you're gonna to win a war that way? And how is a dweeb? This, look at this little poindexter dweeb who's probably 150 pounds, soaking wet with rocks in his pockets, who couldn't do a single push-up in his life. How is this dweeb, because it's the Biden administration, of course, how is he in charge of manpower and reserves for the Air Force? How, how is that, his, his title is Assistant Secretary. How is this, how is this dweeb, Alex Wagner, in charge of manpower for the United States Air Force? And what he's, what's important, this is him testifying before Congress. And he's talking about gender-inclusive socks, and you want to take on the Russians? <laughs> You want to take on the largest army on the planet, the Chinese? How Have you ever asked yourself, how are we going to get over to Russia to fight? You ever asked that? I mean, I, I get, we got the socks covered. We got that. We got the socks covered. <laughs> the socks that will be on the bottom of the ocean because there's so many Russian subs out, out, that are between, that are in the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. You have no way to ever get over there. None. The only superiority that we have in any way, shape, or form, which we probably don't have anymore because I think that Joe Biden flew that F, was it F-35 or something like that? Can't remember? Yeah, yeah the one that The went. one that allegedly crashed, but there was no debris. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, had a, we, have, we basically have <laughs> on the ground the exact same look as when my dad lit my backyard on fire <laughs> when he tried to cook a turkey with, with oil. He's burnt. There's no debris, but I think it was an F-35. I don't yeah. know. I yeah, don't, it was an F-35. Yeah. So we had an F-35 uh, fighter, supersonic fighter, just suddenly disappeared. The, the pilot ejects. Because of weather. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot ejects because of weather. It was raining. And by the way, it was raining. <laughs> so that's, just get rid of this $150 million jet. Uh, yeah. Just, just let it fall to the ground. But allegedly, it crashes on the, into the ground. But there's no air, there's no debris at all, no, no fuselage, no uh, metal anywhere, just a burned-up piece of ground, right? So it probably got flown because it was in South Carolina. Aaron did the calculations for me. It had, it had plenty of fuel to fly straight to Cuba, where there's now a Chinese military base because of Joe Biden. Absolutely. So uh, do I believe that's what happened? Yes. That's, uh, that's what I believe. Yeah, yeah thank you, Did. So look at, look at Eisenhower in comparison to Millie. 
I mean, look at all look at all these awards. I mean, Eisenhower has no none of the, the medals underneath him or anything. Look at look at the amount of awards. What has Millie ever done? <laughs> what what has he presided over that's ever been a victory? Yeah, nothing. He just nothing. While they were what? He just served while they were happening. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, yeah. He may have served while they're happening. He never did a daggum thing. I'm glad you found that. It's perfect. Awesome. All right, let's switch to that. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, I was just going to say, Eisenhower was also only the second five-star general in American history Yeah, oh. that helped win World War II, and that's his medals versus Mark Milley. Oh, yeah. And now we have 44 <laughs> five-star generals. <laughs> yeah. At that time, at that time, we had five or seven. I can't remember which. We had a force of 12 million military personnel. We had like five to seven five-star generals. And now we have 44 over, one point, uh, over, over 1.2 million military personnel. Amazing. I right, switch, let's switch to vaccines. Dr. Ray video. So more and more is coming out about the vaccines. More and more is happening. While the Biden administration under Mandy Cohen, who's now in charge of the CDC, who's equally in it as inept, how are you in charge of the Center of Disease? How are you in charge of the CDC, Center for Disease Control? How are you in charge of that when you are not a doctor? Well, no, but it was Dr. Rochelle Walensky. She was a professor, PhD, not a doctor. Dr. Anthony Fauci's never seen a patient in his life. How are you in charge? I don't know. Mandy Cohen continues to pimp vaccine, pimp, pimp and whore vaccines. She went, she put out a video today. She just got her sixth, number six, vaccination herself. Anne's got her kids vaccinated. Her little tiny daughters, I believe it is, got them vaccinated against the virus that they could never die of, they're not a significant vector of, then that the vaccine could cause that would will cause them. Well, I won't say will, I never want that on anybody, but could cause them way more harm than COVID ever could, because COVID couldn't cause them any harm at all. But Dr. Ray video, do, Dr. Peter McCullough talks about SV40. Play it for me. Dr. McCullough, you do have this DNA contamination event coming up. So could you just quickly fill us in on what we can expect from that and how people can tune in? This is coming up on uh, October 9th. You know, the discovery by Kevin McKernan, Dr. Buckhalter in South Carolina, and other scholars across the world that the messenger RNA vaccines are contaminated with cDNA. It comes off the E. coli part of the manufacturing process. is very disturbing. Uh, there are no published reports of inspections of these vials for contaminants. You know, the FDA should be inspecting it. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna should be doing their own inspections. They should be uh, producing good manufacturing poly uh, procedure reports for Americans. None of this. In fact, independent investigators found the contaminated DNA. And you know the DNA sequences for? It sequences for a promoter used in E. coli called SV40 or simian vitis 40 promoter. It's also a known cancer promoter. So uh, when these uh, products like this are contaminated, they actually create a concern for oncogenesis or promotion of cancer. So this is not good. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to have immediate reports done on these. You know, I've called for all the vaccines to be pulled off the market. It'd be safer to pull them off the market, inspect them and figure out where things went wrong. Yeah. Well, Dr. McCullough, we appreciate the work. So there you go. Now, let's look at this real quick. Simeon virus, SV40, SV40. Promotes E. coli, promotes cancer. When they are procuring this vaccination, they use E. coli, that they do. Now, you have to ask yourself, why is E. coli involved in a vaccination, which, by the way, it's not a vaccination. In vaccina a vaccination is the inception of a dead virus into your body to teach your immune system how to fight against that virus 
when and if it comes in your body as a, as a live virus. That is not what they, there is no COVID that gets invented. They don't take dead COVID. The Johnson Johnson might. Um, there's another one too. They all got banned and outlawed right away because of the there was no. And I, again, I'm, I'm digressing, but the reason why. I can't remember the names of but why Johnson Johnson was taken off the market was because Johnson Johnson was more of a true vaccine. And since Moderna, and really for all intents and purposes, and Pfizer, because they share um, they share the research data, um, they share the patents on many of, there's many different components to vaccines. I don't know them all. I, yeah, I've been actually more informed on this before, but it's been a while since I've talked about it. There are many components to vaccinations, many different patents, and they're shared with Moderna, shared with Pfizer, shared with the federal government. That's why Anthony Fauci refused to answer the question about how much, how many, what, what's, what's the dollar amount of royalties that you've received or um, NIH scientists have received from these vaccinations. They won't, re- because they're sharing the patents. So the very people that are mandating these vaccinations are the ones financially profiting off these vaccinations. Understand that. So you have to ask yourself, why? Now, when they are procuring these vaccinations, they're making these vaccinations do what they want them to do, which is basically kill you. But besides that, what they say they want to do, why would you be using E. coli to develop a vaccination against the respiratory virus? No reason at all. None. But they are. And what happened was, is because this was, and I don't have time to get into it, a DOD op, because there's no way for you to hurdle all the regulations unless you make it a DOD op, which they did, which is absolutely true. Google it right now. It's, this was a DOD op. That's a, that was under Trump. That was under Trump. So I'm just I'm letting you know. So you have, you have SV40, simian virus 40 that's inside. Now what, and, and, and remnants of E. coli. Why is there remnants of E. coli? Well, they used it to develop the vaccination, just like they use HIV to develop this vaccination, which why people turned up positive for HIV when the vaccine first came out, which many of people still would, but they're not testing for it anymore conveniently, I'm sure. So why, why is E. coli in there still? Because these vaccinations, for, for lack of a better term, are sloppy. They're sloppy. Nobody, nobody went in and filtered these things out because nobody cared. It's just like you might wonder, why is it that I... There's people that I know that have had zero effect from these vaccinations. First of all, it depends on how many times you're vaccinated. Every time you get vaccinated, you take a little bit, another big chunk of your immune system away. Not to mention the risk of myocarditis, pericarditis, and blood clotting. And, and capillary blood clotting. Not, and, well, anyway. So, I, just, I have so many things to say about vaccinations, I'm just trying to stay on target here. <laughs> so, the reason why E. coli is still in there is because they didn't bother to clean it up. Why do people not get sick sometimes with these, vac- with these vaccinations? Why? Because it depends on how many nanolipid particles were actually injected into their body, causing their, bike, causing their body, body to be an S-spike protein-making uh, machine in perpetuity. If you got very few nanolipid particles, it's the same principle as why is there E. coli chunks in these vials of vaccine? Why? Because nobody gave a crap. Nobody, nobody was regulating any of these things. Nobody. I, I, of course, would always come against Pfizer. Pfizer wasn't in charge of regulating it. The DOD was in charge of regulating it because it was a DOD. This was a DOD operation. That's how they got, one of the ways they got their emergency use authorization was that they had to label it a DOD op 
under a bioweapons attack. That's what, that's what happened. I'm telling you, that's what happened. You can pull it up. So the, the, there's nobody that was actually regulating the amount of nanolipid particles. If you, got very, if you happen to get lucky and you got a vial with very few nanolipid particles, you probably are okay. Or more okay, at least, than people who got injected with, with, a, with millions of nanolipid particles. So you have here... SV40, going back to SV40, simian virus 40. Why is that in a, why is that in a COVID-19 allegedly uh, vaccine? Only this should be in a COVID-19 vaccine is COVID-19. That's it. Of course, it endlessly mutates because there is no animal host, so vaccinations are useless anyway. That's why the flu vaccine is useless. That's why Peter McAuliffe is actually saying we need to pull all vaccines off the shelf that are part of the childhood regimen. Because everything's in question now. Absolutely true. So what does SV40 do? And what does E. coli do, by the way? Um, it actually promotes cancer. And that's in the vaccinations. Why? Why are they in there? Why is SV40 in the vaccination? Why? That promotes cancer. Why is E. coli in there? That promotes cancer. Go to the next one for me, Will. So Robin Minotti tweet. This is Angus. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do my best I can. Del, Del Glesh, professor of oncology at St. George's Hospital uh, hospital medical school in London. So this is this guy might know what he's talking about. Professor of oncology at St. George's Hospital Medical School. At the end of last year, I reported that I was seeing melanoma patients, skin cancer patients, who had been stable for years, relapse after their first booster, their third injection. I was told, I think I got the rest of it here. Here it is. I was told it was merely a coincidence and to keep quiet about it. Why would anybody tell you to keep quiet about it if they care about your health? I thought these people were trying to save your life. Remember they were trying to save your life by not having you come in and get cancer screenings? Not coming in and having chest pains checked? Trying to save your life? What are the odds? If you, if, you if you are having crushing chest pains, your odd, listen, your odds that you are, having, that you are in the midst of a life-threatening scenario are very high. What's the odds of you being in a life-threatening scenario when you got a scratchy throat? 0.1% COVID death rate. And they were keeping the people who had a very high percentage, probably 30, 40, 50% death rate possibility out of the hospital and filling it full of people with scratchy throats with a 0.1% virus that was allegedly threatening their lives. That's who they were filling the hospital with. Why is this happening? Again, this is from Angus uh, uh, Dalglesh. T-cell suppression was my first my first likely explanation, given that immunotherapy is so effective in these cancers. So usually, in the cancers that he was treating, immunotherapy was very effective. However, we must also now consider DNA plasmid and SV40 integration is in promoting cancer development, a feature made even more concerning by reports from mRNA spike protein binds P53, and other cancer-suppressing genes. It is very clear and very frightening that these vaccines have several elements to cause a perfect storm in cancer development in those patients lucky enough to have avoided heart attacks, clots, strokes, autoimmune diseases, and other common adverse effects of the COVID vaccinations. See, now this is all going to be hidden now under the term of long COVID. Everything will be long COVID. How that now... They aren't going to be able to. They're not going to be able to put cancer under long COVID. Blood clotting, they'll put under long COVID. Maybe I don't know. Auto now. A lot of people. What people are dying of is autoimmune diseases. 
They can't fight off. They cannot fight off the most simplistic, the most innocuous viruses anymore because they have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which is also caused by these vaccines. So that will be called long COVID. But if you look at it, and we've been been playing it, obviously, we've we've showed it numerous times on on this podcast, that the the excess death rates are excess actually, I mean, they are, they are exponential. They are through the roof, through the roof. You're looking at, in all heavily vaxxed countries, between 10 and 30% excess death rates every year, every year stacking on top of each other. And nobody talks about it. You got Travis, pimp, vaccine, pimp and whore, Kelsey, out there pimping and whoring vaccines. When you have all of these, kind, you have Mandy Cohen, you know, director of the CDC, Pimping and whoring vaccines. She knows there's excess death rates through the roof in all of these countries. All of them. That's gone. Kevin Bass tweet. Landmark paper shows COVID vaccine has a 1 in 800 severe adverse event event rate. You're like, that's not too bad, Tom, which, by the way, I don't necessarily believe that number because that's just what they know about to date. To date. That doesn't cover ADE. That doesn't cover cancer that you get later. That's covering where it is to date. When you have 5 billion people that were injected, not good. Rotavirus vaccine was pulled from the market with a 1 in 10,000 adverse event rate. Swine flu vaccine was pulled in a 1 in 100,000 adverse event rate. As far as vaccine goes, the COVID vaccine adverse event rate is historically extremely high. None, we never, when, it, when there was a 1 in 10,000 adverse event rate, it was pulled from the market rotavirus. 1 in 100,000 uh, 100, adverse event rate vaccine, the swine flu vaccine, pulled from the market. One in 800, not pulled from the market because there was no politics involved in rotavirus. No politics involved with swine flu. You didn't have Klaus Schwab writing the great reset, the opportunity of COVID-19. Right. You didn't have him writing that. You didn't have the, the, you couldn't use rotavirus or swine flu to create, maybe they could have, but they didn't, to create a fraudulent election where nobody could vote in person. Can't vote in person because if you get there, if you come in contact with somebody who has COVID-19 and you get it, you have a 0.1% chance of dying. A one, a one-tenth of 1% chance of dying. So you can't go and vote in person. They couldn't use rotavirus for that. They couldn't use the swine flu for that. So they just left, the, they, they, there was, no, there was nothing that was politically expedient for the globalist left than those vaccines, so they pulled them from the shelves. All right, go to, this before, go to the next one for me. Well, wherever I'm at. Kevin, uh, leading report. All right, leading report tweet. Breaking new Canadian bombshell. I put this on the podcast once before, but I want you to see it again. As Mandy Cohen and Travis Kels and Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci and all the globalist bourgeois leftist elitists pimping over the vaccines, Tetros Ghebreyesus World Health Organization, all of them pimping vaccines, breaking new Canadian bombshell scientific report claims that instead of saving lives, the experimental COVID vaccines were, were, were um, casually linked to a drastic increase in all-cause mortality in 17 countries, ultimately resulting in 17 million deaths. That's fact. And Aaron, we played this, Aaron and I played this uh, video. I'm going to break it out again, uh, maybe on the next podcast. But where it actually shows, we have Aaron. You remember it? Mm-hmm. We we showed it. It had all these graphs. 
There was no, for, for, I mean, listen, there was no excess deaths in 2020. Mm-hmm. In comparison to other years, there was way more people died in 2017 than 2020. And we showed these graphs one country after another. There was no excess deaths until the vaccines hit. Tom, that's not true. People died from COVID. People die every year from colds and flus and pneumonia. Every year, and all of those were reclassified as COVID deaths. Just as another uh, way for them to pad the stats again. Not to mention just making it up out of whole cloth. People did die of COVID. Average age of 79 and 82% of them obese. But, and, and with mass comorbidities. Rest of everybody else had a 99.9% survival rate with COVID-19. Just like the flu, even better than the flu if you're 1 to 19. Same as the flu, 19 to 50. A little bit worse than the flu from 80 on. That's it. That's, that's, that's the truth. And if you look at these graphs, and I'm actually, I may have Aaron like cut them up for us, and I'll show them to you piece by piece because it's part of a video. But you need to see it because for all intents and purposes, there was no excess deaths in 2020. The excess deaths began with the vaccination. So to solve a problem that didn't exist, they're saying that COVID-19 was causing excess deaths. So to solve the problem of excess deaths, they caused excess deaths. Just like, you know what? We want to preserve democracy by ushering in totalitarianism. We're going to cause the problem and offer you the solutions. Or we're going to make up a problem that doesn't actually exist and offer you the solutions to the problem that doesn't exist, which is what the vaccines were. And then it wasn't, there's more, there's more, there's actually more of an insidious nature behind the vaccines because it wasn't like, you know, they're killing plenty of people with, with climate change stuff too, so I can't even use that as an example. But anyway, it wasn't like they were saying, you know, we're just going to make this up for political expediency and use it to for our own political benefit. No, you know what? They, they, there is no COVID-19 pandemic. There wasn't. There never was one, just so you know. Tom, the hospitals were overrun. Show me a picture. Show me a picture. I, I, I told you this a thousand times on this podcast. I sent my own photographer around to all the hospitals in this area. One, one. This is this is Sarasota, Florida, by the way, one of the oldest places on the planet, average age. Wasn't anybody in there. None. Not not for Delta, not for Alpha, Alpha, nothing. Nothing. Nobody was there. Weird, isn't it? But we're you hear on the news every night from the Biden administration or even the Trump administration. We're being overrun. No, we were. They were no, you weren't. If they were, they were being, uh, Tom, they had the refrigerator trucks in, in New York. They had a refrigerator truck. Yeah, well, show me a picture of them. Show me the picture of the refrigerator trucks full of corpses, please. And verify that it was, give me, give me date and time specific, too. Why is it that the USS Comfort was retrofitted to be a COVID-19 hospital and saw a total in a city of 9 million? Saw a total of 121 patients. Two Army Corps of Engineer hospitals were set up inside of Manhattan and saw zero patients. How, we, how exactly we're overrun. So there was no COVID-19 pandemic and the government offered their solution to a problem that doesn't exist and actually created the problem that they actually wanted, which is mass death. Because these are all purveyors of wanting to lower the Earth's population. All right, go to the next one for me, Will. Wherever I'm at. Wherever we therefore I am. Yeah, here's Mandy Cohen. Remember now, excess deaths, 17 million so far, two years into the vaccine program. And what is the head of the CDC? Pimping and whoring. Here she is. 
Hey everyone, it's Mandy Cohen at CDC and I just got my COVID vaccine. Um, I'm here in South LA, I'm at Senior Housing. We were vaccinating folks who are over 65 and I jumped in the queue. So I got protected today. I hope you will do the same for you and your family. Make sure you are also thinking about getting a flu shot at the same time. Make sure you're protecting yourself this fall and winter. Let me just say this before we go. I'm 10 minutes into overtime, but Aaron, what'd you have there? I've got, I've Switch, just put yourself on. Yeah. I've got, uh, just some people that donated tonight on rumble. So, Oh man. Thanks guys. Yeah. I don't know if you guys want to be called out or not, but I'm going to, I appreciate you very much. Uh, new monthly supporter at Johnny F 62, uh, donate, uh, donators tonight at cashflow King, $200 at yeah. Rod and Bod, love that name. $120. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. That'll help the that'll always help to to pay for the podcast. Um, but you know what one of the things that I hate is the new language of the left. And she's in there. You know, we're getting people over 65 vaccinated, which by the way, have the highest post-vaccination death rate of all cause mortality. And again, this all gets hidden because are you talking about COVID deaths? Only people dying of COVID right now are the fully vaccinated, just so everybody knows. That's the absolute truth. Only people on the planet that are dying of COVID-19 because it is the least virulent variant, the third or fourth apparition of Omicron, are the fully vaccinated because they have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. The people who die the most after vaccination, I listen, I have the stats. I'll, if I think of it, I'll put them back on the pod, are the elderly. They're the ones who die of the vaccinations the quickest. Not of COVID-19. They'll say it's COVID-19. It ain't COVID-19. They got the vaccination. How'd they die in a COVID-19? They're the ones who die afterwards the most from the vaccination, from all the various, whether it's blood clotting, myocarditis, pericarditis, pulmonary embolism, or ADE. They're the ones dying most quickly after, the ones who have died the most, the highest uh, age cohort of death post-vaccination are the elderly because they're the most vaccinated. And even you have... Vaccine pimping whore. Tommy shouldn't call women whores. That's what she is. She's a whore. That's what Mandy Cohen is. She's a vaccine pimping whore. She knows about the excess mortality. She knows that Pfizer hid all of their vaccine developmental data and wanted to keep it classified for 75 years. That 28 out of 32 women miscarried during the vaccine trust. She knows that 1,223 people died in one year with the Pfizer vaccine trust. She knows it. She knows it. Doesn't care. She's still pimping and whoring them because she believes that's politically expedient for her. She believes that she'll get richer from it. So there she is. And I just, what I was going to say was, I hate their terminology. It's just like they've changed the capital of Ukraine from Kiev, which it was. I'm 55. It was Kiev until I was 53. For 53 years, every Ukrainian, every American, and everybody else called it Kiev. And now it's Kiev. Why is it Kiev now? I don't know. But there she is, so I digress. Just you know, like, Tom, why does that bother you? Because I, I hate their language. It's like together alone, all of their stupid language. So she's sitting there. Here we are, uh, vaccinating 65 and above here. And, I, and since I was here, I got myself in the queue. What does that even mean? What does Q mean? Do you know her? I don't even know. What does that mean? British people say that like in line. Oh, but that was, that's not even American, though, so <laughs> I don't even... Okay, whatever. <laughs> Q! Yeah. Shut up, woman! Just shut up! So dumb. But anyway. All right, love you all. Appreciate you all. Like and share this as much as you can. You're watching on any other platform. 
Switch to Rumble. Listen, got a crap ton of videos to follow. None, no more of me talking. Straight videos that I put together. Got to see him. Stick around for the post game. I'm back here Saturday night. Brief show, 56 minutes, because we're also on television. Christian, Christian Television Network also. You can, so that's the only other platform you're allowed to watch on outside of Black Road. Is you can watch on Rumble. Or CTN. I mean, like, Tom, I'm watching on Facebook. I love you. If you want to watch on Facebook, watch. YouTube, you want to watch on YouTube, watch. Twitter, you want to watch. Twitter would be my third choice. Watch on Twitter. But I'm telling you, I get banned on all those. Yep. Shadow banned, full out banned, and everything else. So please switch to the only free speech streaming platform that there is, and that's Rumble. Love you all. God bless you all. See you, see you Saturday night, 1030. 1030, do not miss Brief, brief show, but you don't, I mean, again, brief show, 56 minutes. But anyway, <laughs> so I'll rant for 56 minutes and that's it. All right, see you Saturday night. God bless you. Christians who are in these churches, these fake churches that don't preach the word of God, they think persecution means you're wrong. But what does the word of God say in Matthew chapter five, verses 11 and 12? Blessed are you when people persecute you. Blessed are you. When people speak evil against you because of me, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 